0: Hello, Daddy Issues listeners out there in the ether. <sighs> um, I'm putting this message out right now because we are busy. Gone fishing, man. Gone fishing. I'm working in Albuquerque.
1: I am in the midst. As I record this, I'm going to Seattle. Uh, i got the Rams and the Seahawks on Thursday night. And then off to Dallas, and I've got the Cowboys and Giants on Sunday, and then I'm back for two days, which we could do it then. Um, and basically, I'm, I'm saying this so that Oliver hears it out loud. Uh, and then I go to Philadelphia for the Buccaneers and the Eagles on Thursday. Then the ALCS starts on Friday and Saturday. And then, uh, you know, games three, four, and five, and then back to football, which I believe is Denver and Cleveland, then uh, game six, seven of the ALCS, then an off day, maybe two, then the World Series begins, and then a Thursday football game with the Packers and the uh, Cardinals, and then back to World Series, games three, four, five, and then um, I'm missing a game in football because of Game 5, which is a good one, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, and then uh, World Series Game 6 and 7, hopefully, and then football uh, on Thursday and a football game on Sunday, which I believe is in Kansas City. So that's my schedule off the top of my head uh, over the next few weeks. That's why this has become an absolute nightmare to try to schedule something with Oliver. Now, Oliver won't hear this, because Oliver's never listened to our podcast. So I can say this with uh, absolute certainty that he will not get mad because you can't get mad at what you don't hear. And that is that Oliver finally has work and therefore the scheduling has become absolutely uh, chaotic. So uh, I'm willing, I'm able, somebody direct message Oliver and tell him I'm ready to go uh, at the drop of a hat. We appreciate and love all of our listeners. That means you right now with your headset on, Walking in the park, uh, thinking about life and thinking about being a daddy or thinking about sports or thinking about Oliver and his weird Instagram feed or thinking about his morning coffee routine, whatever it is, you're appreciated. Trust me, I get more comments and compliments on this podcast than I can believe and from all different corners of the globe. Uh, that I travel. So thank you so much for all of those kind words. We are going to do our best to crank out original material over the next few weeks. and uh, hey, wish us luck because I wish you luck, Our loyal, avid listeners.
0: So we are going to be giving you a repeat episode, but is worth repeating with my man, Adam Sandler. Um, it was one of the first podcasts that he had done. Now he's done a bunch um he gets super open and candid and fun and i've known him for a long time and he's funny and he's awesome and he's a great dad and he's a great husband and a great father and just a great dude overall who takes care of his friends and and just loves hard and um i think you're gonna like it
2: good to see you good to see you thanks for having me
0: dude thank you brother this was this is a treat for joe
1: especially
2: yeah, Joe.
1: So huh? It is. My God, I've, we've you and I have uh, shaken hands before, but we've never spent any time together. Although I feel like I know you well, as I've watched you same age year, but... age before me on my movie <laughs> screen, and I've aged before you on your sports TV screen. So mm-hmm. we got that in common. Have you ever?
0: Have you ever? You know, been listening to a Yankee game and been like, "Fucking Joe Buck."
2: Always felt like Joe Buck had a, uh, was pulling for the Yankees. He knew it was good for the world.
1: Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, That's the first. I rest my case. Every Yankee <laughs> fan's like, why, why do you hate the Yankees? Come on. I'm like, why would I hate? Are you kidding me? Why would I hate the Yankees? It's going
2: to only help Joe Buck if the Yankees win this thing.
1: That's right. <laughs> You're right. I've won Emmys thanks to the Yankees.
0: Uh, So to give everyone a little bit of backstory, because no one knows this, but Sandler and I have known each other for a long time now. Our wives actually became best friends when they were modeling in Miami Yeah, which we won't we won't get into that whole world that, because who knows what the hell they were doing we back then We ignore
2: that part of their
0: life. Yeah, that doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> anytime the word if, even when I hear the word Miami, just even the word, it, I get like <laughs> a little nauseous.
1: <laughs> it's good to know you have that gene, Ollie. I didn't know that you really Yeah. gave a shit about that stuff. He's
2: good at protecting those feelings. He just blocks that.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. I, he does, I, I get, dude. I get jealous. Like in the beginning of my relate, all my relationships, I'm jealous as fuck. Like I get crazy, a little crazy, and then I ease into sort of normalcy. But in the beginning, <laughs> if you're I'm not like, jealous, you don't care, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah but I need. I need, I need specifics, that. though. I need who were you with? What happened? How big was his dick? Why were you with this guy? <laughs> Where were his hands? I need to know everything. Otherwise, I can't sort of sleep because I don't want to run into some dude later on and wonder. You know what I mean? I don't want that.
2: I do want, I do want that. I want to just ignore anything, but I'll tell you my biggest difference in getting older in what I'm jealous of back to, what that that all the stuff you said was was early my early part of my jealous brain now hmm. the stuff i get jealous of is when some when, when some normal guy doesn't react crazy to a situation and your wife just goes that oh, was nice that man stayed calm and you're just like oh you like that you like a guy who stay calm <laughs> You know, I don't even think of sex anymore. I'm just like, he handled it. And I I don't handle things because I, oh, okay, I
1: got it. Isn't that nice how that man fixed our refrigerator and you couldn't do it? (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, that's it. So then, anyway, so that's how I met Sandler. And then he actually ended up buying my childhood home. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and uh, I think my bedroom is now an o- Jackie's office.
2: Your bedroom's an office. Uh, uh, sunny, uh, my daughter's growing up in Kate's room, and yeah, but Sadie. I think lives didn't you used to stay in that room too? That Sadie, uh, Sadie.
0: Didn't no, yeah, 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 yeah. When I was well,
2: when I, you know,
0: I, I, I didn't heard... leave. I didn't leave mom's home until I was twenty four. Exactly. So. <laughs> I
2: think when I met you, yeah, you were still sleeping in Sadie's room. By the way,
0: I, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but oh, it was funny, man. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Just know. so you know, Adam, those aren't ghosts. That's actually it's actually Oliver still sleeping up in his room <laughs> when he gets better. kicked out by Aaron.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Oliver grew up in a good house. I got to say that was a nice upbringing. Nice. Nice. Uh, we took Oliver's little handball court. What was that? A little mini tennis court.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The little like uh, paddle tennis court. Yeah.
2: Turn that into a half court basketball. That's, that's like the, that. And we took the sacred cow away. We, that's maybe, right. Maybe your mother just took that. No, she
0: did. She just took it. That was not part of the deal.
2: I I thought I was getting
0: the cow, and no, (laughs) you don't get the cow, dude.
1: There was a cow involved in the transaction, potentially. (laughs) What you had a you grew up with a sacred cow, Oliver.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah, what what was that cow? It was it was like this ceramic cow that we've had in the family since I can even remember, and you know I think it's still it's still at the fucking still at their new house. It is at I mean, their new house. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's at their new house.
2: That's really funny. I've been to the new house. I swam in their pool in the new house. Yeah, they hid the cow that day because they know it was part of the deal. <laughs> <Right. really embarrassing. laughs>
0: totally this breach of contract
2: by the way when we went when i first looked at the house I, I i first saw the house at a party oliver had a giant party and and that's where it happened we were looking for houses and uh, i was with jackie in the kitchen sitting there and she kept going this is what we're looking for this kind of house and i was like yeah this is awesome and she's like no this is and this and pointing at everything and then uh, <laughs> then it got done like your mom and jackie talked and But uh, I I don't know. I I, I
1: there's nothing like getting ripped off in a deal where you buy something that wasn't for sale.
2: (laughs) That's right. Was it not for sale at the time? Oliver, I don't remember. I think I think that created the sale.
1: That's it's how it. much you love it Jackie, did. when she's like, "No, no, I'm no, I mean literally this house, not kind of this house, literally this house." <laughs> what what
2: about that party? Oliver's parties were giant, back. Then.
0: Oh, they were huge. They crazy. Fill,
2: fill up the street. That was, I think, one of the biggest parties I've ever been to. And then also, I when I went back to see the house another time, I go, I can't just drop all the cash just for a party night, I got to see this house one more time, and I, I remember going in, and Kurt was there, it was yeah. just Kurt, and he was just, he was sitting in his office, and he was kind of just relaxing and, and sitting back, and he's like, oh, hey, oh, hey, yeah, let me show you, and he just showed me a couple of rooms, and then he goes, you can check it out after a little while, and I remember he just sat and Watch the ESPN or something. <laughs> and walking around the house, and he's like, "Yeah, he, he was very casual about."
0: Oh uh, yeah, well, you guys became neighbors. You were funny ass neighbors. You and Kurt, sort of across the street from each other.
2: Amazing! Amazing. <laughs> I always felt protected when Kurt was across the street. I just know, I know he he, he, he would literally. I remember your brothers caught some guy. Looking in my yard, yeah, yeah. like that. I came. I you, both your brothers grabbed a guy or something. Like yeah, that. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that Wyatt and like Boston. Yes, yes, yes. Took- they
2: were. That was. I was at very protected at the time. Then you guys move up the street, and I feel like at any time I can get killed without murder. <laughs> <around. laughs>
0: Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more daddy issues. So happy you're doing this, Sandler, because you know it is about being a dad and yes. being a son, and and I know how much you loved your your dad, and I know that being a father is your number one priority to your girls. Yes, and, yeah. and uh, you know, so you grew up in you were born in New Hampshire and grew up no, in New York. No,
2: no, I born no. born in New York. Okay, There's Jackie, by the way, say hi. We were talking about
0: Jackie, about Miami, uh, and, and Joe, Buckley. Miami. We were- uh, uh, and, and Sonny, what are you doing? <laughs> I gotta talk. <laughs> can sun sun. sun, sun, you can't listen. Get out of here. Oh, dude, oh. I just uh, I just saw Jackie and Spade's movie like two nights ago. It's so good. It's, that Jackie, movie is so good. And Jackie's great. Jackie's it, but, so great. She's so pretty. She looks Jackie beautiful. Thank you for saying
2: that, that. That's good. She's smiling right now. The Barracuda. Good. She's very happy.
0: But Barracuda. I'm glad
2: you like that movie. Good. And, uh, and then uh, being a father and, uh, and growing up, I'll tell you my story. I was born in Brooklyn, New York.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then my father, when I was five, and I'm one of four kids, when I was five, he got a job in New Hampshire. So we moved to New Hampshire. And then I got grew it. up there. And, and then after that, and most of my family stayed in New York, like uh, relatives and grandparents and everything. And so we kind of went back and forth to, t- to New York and New Hampshire the whole time.
0: What did your dad do for a living? I, I don't even know. He
2: was electrical engineer, and then he got a job in in uh, um, in New New Hampshire as a electrical engineer for a while, and then he got into electrical contracting. He he, he uh, ultimately, when I was in high school, he got a company electrical contracting company that used to put in uh, alarms and wire uh houses and wire hotels and all all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff very very was like he... a real guy like a real yeah. man knew how to do stuff i he didn't pass that along to me he actually <laughs> like i used to say to him because i'd see him be cool with that and i'd watch like fonzie you know be a mechanic and stuff and i was like i want to be like the Fonz. so i'd say to my dad can you uh can you teach me uh what's under the hood and he'd be like absolutely saturday morning we'll go do it and then. Literally get up, like, 7.30 in the morning, go to the driveway, he'd pop a hood. He'd say, like, two, three things. I'd start tuning out. And he'd be like, you know, you don't really want to know this. I'd be like, I do, but, uh, you know, I got baseball later. He'd be like, just get out of here. Just move. So
0: was, was it 9 to 5 stuff? Like, was he there, like, for dinner? Or, or how did that work, you know? Yeah,
2: uh, uh, he when we first moved to New Hampshire and he worked at a company say hi guys say hi to Ollie what's up son what's up girls all right and that's Joe say hi to Joe hi girls okay so my 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 when when we first moved to New Hampshire my father worked for a company and he really into coaching all our teams he coached baseball and basketball and that kind of stuff so he used to try to he, he was at every practice and he'd always get there on time. And he always, he was all about that stuff with us. And and I had two sisters and he was all about studying with them and helping out and being part of their lives. So yes, he, he even when he didn't have any control of his job, he would like take off lunch and shoot home and that kind of stuff. Mm. It was all about the family. And, and he he's really was was had no friends my mother would try to be social and stuff and he would be like i don't want to you know he'd rather be home with the kids he was that kind of guy wow. and and, uh, and and so yeah he was around all the time when we would go on vacations we would go to like a howard johnson's or something and just be the six of us in one room and you'd sleep on cots and stuff and he never went away with other families so i like grew up like that
0: Wow, that
2: kind of guy and i and i and i and so i i started feeling guilty when i was making a little bit of money and i would call my dad and say i'm thinking of going to mexico or something if some guys are going he'd be like oh okay and then i'd be like oh my father would never do this he would never just run away if he had a shot he would run home and be with his family so it mm-hmm. always always in my head was like what am I doing? I, I better go to New Hampshire instead of going to Mexico. I was always a little jumpy about doing
0: it. Yeah, but I mean that's you literally have taken that from your dad. I mean, you yes. bring your family everywhere you go. <laughs> I
2: know, man.
0: You know. I know. I know. <laughs>
1: you, you are just a unit, a solid unit. But what but what a gift, Adam. I mean, yeah. when you when you get to a certain age, and you realize that not everybody else grew up that way. And you start looking around, you're like, my God, my dad has been here. He has that pull back to our family. And it, it, I mean, it feels like in this day and age, that's even more rare. But But for somebody like me, my dad was constantly going, going, going. And I used to just savor every minute i got with him but it was a totally and and i didn't feel like he didn't want to be there but he was always working in other cities and doing all that other stuff right but what a gift and and thank god that that you had that and you now provide that for your girls and and your wife
2: i'd say thank you man and and i and you're right your dad that was his gig he had to go on the road he had to do his thing and and, uh
1: did you go on the road with him ever? Like when it was- I did. I mean, he took me my, see my, my story, and this isn't, this podcast isn't about me, but I, I came along at a time when my dad was married with six kids and met my mom who was coming through St. Louis, uh, in a theater production, they met, I came into the world, uh, not long thereafter. And then he started up kind of his marriage with my mom and by I think there was a lot of guilt there for him with the other kids sure. by the time I was 12 years old I had been in every National League city he he wanted me to travel with him so I I got to go on a lot of those trips right 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 but I did miss a lot of time and then later on the end of the story is he and I were broadcast partners with the Cardinals and I got a lot of that time back yeah. on the team bus on the team charter Amazing. doing that kind of stuff but I I just I I find it just inspiring for for any dad out there to hear adam sandler say that oh, yeah. you were aware that your dad when he had a moment was running home not running out to do other stuff and, oh, yeah. and like ollie just said you you do the same thing i know you, you have your girls involved in projects and your wife's a big part of yeah. the wrong missy and other stuff yeah. so yeah. good on you
2: yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, like like Oliver. I remember you. You would tell me your, your parents. You grew up on sets too. Your your parents yeah. bring you up if they had a gig out of town, they take you with it. It's yeah. it's just you're just happier. You love your kids so much.
0: Yeah,
2: you don't want to be away from them. You don't want them to to you know like you go away for a week or something. It's okay. You know they miss you. Right. You miss them. But when it starts being a lot a lot of time, it shakes yeah takes it, it up too much.
0: Did your dad sacrifice a lot for the kids or was he pretty, was it pretty much, there was like he was I, just on a,
2: you know, I never, never, it was a natural thing Yeah. To him. My dad wasn't a, a drinker. He, he, uh, he, uh, he used to eat, you know, like that mm. was his big thing with, with uh, the kids. Like he'd say, Hey, don't tell your mom, but uh, let's stop for some McNuggets, you know, and then we'd eat and then we'd eat, and he'd be driving home He'd be like, "Your mom doesn't need to know about this because uh, she's preparing lunch for us." And then we get home, and I'd be like, "Didn't we just eat?" And he'd be like, "You know, chowing down another meal." But but um, I don't know if it was a sacrifice. He just like naturally wanted to hang with us. When 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 my father passed away, though, I remember the funeral was really like a lot of nice people in Manchester, our, our hometown. Loved my dad, even though he wasn't like. Running around doing stuff, he just was part of the little league and part of the uh, the, the city. So everybody liked him as a guy. And so at the funeral, I had a few. Oh, my dad was a, a great golfer.
0: Oh, that's right. I yeah, was, my
2: dad was really great at golfing. So yeah, he 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 uh, he had some golfing buddies that at the funeral came up to me and told me. I remember when your father did this, and that was the only time I went. My dad, holy shit! I didn't know mm-hmm. he ever did. I, I don't remember the, anything particular right now, but I was like a dad I didn't really know. Like, yeah, like, like, like you, you find that at, at, at funerals, so you, you hear shit about your dad. like, <laughs> right. I, didn't, I didn't need to know that one,
1: right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, I've heard some stories too uh, from some people. I'm like, I, you know, did that deal detail need to be thrown in there? <laughs> no shit. Sure. I would have been good without knowing that one thing you just told me.
2: <laughs> That's what I had. I remember I was in, the- I was in the driveway with my dad and he had this two tone color Cadillac, dark green on the top and a light green on the bottom. And I fucking loved that car. It was the coolest thing. And we got into the driveway. We were cruising around. We were tight. Me and my dad was really like, I would lay my dad would had a bed and the TV over there, you know, we well, my mom would sleep. It was the afternoon. My father was hanging out in the bed. I would lay down with my mom and watch the TV with him and shoot the shit with him. And I remember I said, uh, were you like this with your dad? And he goes, it was a different time, man. We didn't uh, get that tight. He loved me, but it wasn't like this. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so we were re- really just shot the shit. And, and I was close and I always wanted him to, to love everything, uh, Be uh, you know, get the approval about every move I made, even though I was kind of a fucking big mouth and uh, I got into Mm. trouble and stuff. I didn't do everything right, but I ultimately wanted him to like what I was doing, but not really connected to what I just said. But I remember we were in that fucking Cadillac. We're sitting there. We're we're close. And I, for no reason, I said, were you ever with uh, anybody before mom? (laughs) And uh, he goes, "Uh, you mean, uh, romantically <laughs> well, I said, uh, I ran in my head i'm like oh no oh he's gonna tell here, me something so here like, it comes here it comes <laughs> and i said yeah yeah and then he looks at me he goes you know there was uh, before your mother i uh there was there was a time where i there, it, it was called practice i was practicing <laughs> but i said what do you mean practicing he goes you know, uh, I practiced with a couple of women before I go, you did. And I was 16. <laughs> and I was such a little baby. I started screaming, why? And I can't, and I left the car and I ran into the house and I was hugging my mother like, that's sick, man.
0: <laughs> hey, actually, that, that, that brings up a question, actually. Like, because you have girls. Yes. They're, they're getting to an age, you know, where it's you know you got to talk about sex and all that crazy shit like how do you deal with that with girls i have rio my little one we're not there yet with the boys it's kind of easier it's like yeah you got your little dick and you know (laughs) yeah it goes plays like what do you do or or does jackie handle that or does they how do you deal with that i
2: think i gotta start handling it a little better right as they were growing up i always played like Hey, no, no guy, you nothing. I don't want you. you don't worry about that. I, I I'm not anybody hurts. Says one thing, I'll knock them out. That kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, lately, uh, Jackie's been kind of telling me like you you, you want them to feel good about being <laughs> with a, a guy one day, and like you want to be friends <laughs> with this guy. You don't want to say you gotta hate everybody and. And I, I, you know, I I am changing a little bit. And like when I talk about their futures and this make-believe future, I talked about, you know, you just want a nice guy, a guy Mm -hmm. who you can count on. It's going to like look out for you and uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting into Mm. that world. I'm less less being like, fuck everybody. You don't need that shit. You only need me. Now I'm like, hey, I'm going to fucking die one day. I
0: want to make sure they win somebody (laughs) decent. Totally. Totally,
1: <laughs> but let me give you the the cliff notes because I'm I'm a step ahead of you. You and I are about the same age, but I've got daughters that are 23 and 20, um, and and they're with serious boyfriends who I I love. We all love, and what you're putting in with your girls, I guarantee your girls think of you more as their buddy than they do their dad. And then that's kind of what you were leading to with, with your own dad. Like you were more friends. I I looked at my dad, like he was my best friend, not, not my dad, like the guy who came home and poured a stiff drink. And then if I got out of line, he gave me a whack. It, it it was. And so you'll get all that back. And, and that openness is, Mm -hmm. is golden. And then they'll start finding men that remind them, of you. Yeah, but which, Joe,
0: Joe, but did you handle the specifics of womanhood or did you leave that up to their mother? You know no, what I mean? I left that
1: up to their mom. I mean, I can't, I can't talk to them about you know having a period every month I have no idea. I they, wow. so that I I just remember that kind of came and went and and all of a sudden they they knew but like you and I have talked about it was so much that's out there. I think it's almost naive to think that they're not going to have some idea of how the basic anatomy and the whole equation works. It's more about <laughs> being there emotionally. Yeah. And and like Jackie said, let them know that whatever they Whoever and whatever they're bringing home, question-wise, it's an open forum to ask whatever. And, and that's what they'll do with friends, which is mm-hmm. what you and your wife are to them, I imagine.
0: Yeah, man, that's good. That's good. I I, I appreciate that. I, it, you know, it's funny, Adam, touching on something you said earlier, you know, when you were lying with your dad, and you're like, did your dad do this with you? You know, it's a touching story. And I relate to that because, you know, as you know, my real dad wasn't there for me. You know, I didn't. I didn't get to have that sort of physical touch, you know, and, um, and I'm, I'm super physical with my, my boys and I lay in bed with them and cuddle them and and, and I will, and I will be lying next to them and I won't say it out loud, but I'm thinking, man, they're so lucky they're so lucky. Cause I never had that. You know what I mean? Like I never had a, a dad who would just lay down with me and cuddle me till I went to sleep, you know? And I'm like, God, man, they're such lucky kids that,
2: That's you know, amazing. To sort of, you don't have, you don't them. have to let them know that that's just in, in part of your
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm not like you lucky fucks. Oh, no. <laughs> you know how lucky you are. <laughs> All right, right, My right. My dad never touched me he, uh, he didn't care yeah no I, I I know what you
2: mean man it's i have i'm like beyond my dad would staring at my kids and loving yeah like i'm I'm psychotic uh, with, with like my two kids are running around there's thirty kids around I'm still just staring at my two kids like Oh, she tripped. She tripped. I think she tripped right there. And everyone's like, who, what? Who tripped? I'm like, I, I just, she tripped. I, that's all you do. I just stare. I stare like an idiot too much. I'm I'm
0: I'm so in love with them. But, uh. Was your dad, was your dad a, a discipline? Did he discipline oh, you yeah, guys? yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. By the way, Joe, my, my father did crack me a few times. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't need the stiff drink. That's the sad part. He was sober when he was like. Hey. <laughs> but, uh. But yeah, no, we were so tight and he was such the king of the family that uh, none of that shit mattered. There were, there were heated, crazy moments. And, and I look at those moments and say, Jesus Christ, I wish I didn't upset my father so much because I was a fucking big mouth and I didn't mm-hmm. say dumb shit and I was a punk. Because I when I walk down outside, I see a 15-year-old kid I see him being a wise guy. My instinct that, at my age... It's like this fucking asshole kid in mm-hmm. you know, a wise ass. But then I go to the second part. I go. Actually, I think I was that fucking dick. I was being yeah. like that, and that's why my father said, "Get the fuck over here." A few times to me, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but it's those moments though that you almost need that in a way where you like that's the way I was disciplined by my parents. I didn't get I didn't get in trouble for the big things where it's like, look. You know what you did wrong. You shot out windows with your BB gun. All right. Right. You're a fucking idiot. But there's no need to punish you because we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt to know that you're an asshole. But it's the little things. It's the little things where I'm being where I was being, you know, sort of just taking shit for granted or being a spoiled kid. Yeah. Those small things that I don't recognize or didn't recognize is when Kurt and mom would just get down on me. And that's when they would get pissed, you know?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I know, I know. And man, Kurt loves you, Kurt. Oh, yeah. Is so I, I remember when I first met you and Kurt told me how far you could drive a drive a golf ball. And I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, Kurt's in love with this kid because there's no fucking uh, yeah. way he's hitting it that long. And then I played with it. I was like, Oh shit, I didn't know he yeah. hit <laughs> like two eighty or so whatever the fuck. You, you're probably gonna hit him three hundred now. I haven't played yeah. with know in, in a long time, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He he raised he he definitely you know made me the man that I am. I mean, even I mean I'm like not really much of a man, but the little man that I am. You have
2: you have many manly things you can do. You're a
0: I've got a couple manly things. He yeah.
1: fishes. He he can he can he can put bait on a on a spearless fearless,
2: hook. fearless <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about daddy issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg That's you. Right. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up. Right after the break, what you were talking earlier, though. I so I'm a dad the second time around now, I've got two year old twin boys, and it's weird to see kids, you know, become adults like I, I have with my girls, and now to start back over because it doesn't matter what you have, yeah. They're so fragile, and and like you said, you're you're sitting back, staring at them going, "Oh my god, I think she just tripped. I, I think she tripped. Is she okay?" There's nothing that scares me more, or keeps me up more at night, than the inability to protect these boys from any little thing, like walk taking one step too far somewhere or whatever. That that is a frightening feeling as a parent. Buddy,
2: you know what's? It, it's so funny. Last night I didn't sleep at all. My one daughter is eleven sunny and she she had this weekend she wanted to jump in the ocean and she had a she burned herself uh, uh, like two years ago so it's still it was a third degree burn so she still got a cover up from the sun with zinc and all that stuff and she said can you put a band-aid on on that so um, you know the sun doesn't hit it and it's protective and it doesn't can you get a waterproof one so it doesn't come off in the ocean so We got her these waterproof Band-Aids, put it on her, and it was starting to hurt her, and we couldn't get it off, right, because it's waterproof, so it's so sticky. And so going to sleep at night, she's like, I'm scared. I got to get this off. And my wife tried olive oil, and it wasn't working. And just because I'm so nuts over this kid, I couldn't sleep all night long. I was like, we got to do that tomorrow morning. It's going to hurt her. And I was looking online, all the tricks to get a Band-Aid off. Extra sticky, and I, I didn't sleep, and so I am a mess. But when I, I woke up this morning, went to CVS, when it opened up, got baby oil, was squirting on her, and then Jackie and and Sonny got it done. I, I I literally had to leave the room every time she was going. <laughs> it's like, just do it, just do it, get it done. right. Yeah.
1: Like, oh. <laughs> and we're talking about a bandaid here, not like something.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you know, I had a bandaid on, I'd hear from the other room when I'd be like, oh, I just hear my grandmother going. Rip it off! Enough already! <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell is with her, man? It's
0: her. <laughs> oh, it's so true. I'm the same way. I have so much stress over my kids' sort of well, well-being. It's And I have to try to put it out of my head because I can... It can spiral me, you know, Wilder has my tummy hurts. Right. I immediately go to, oh my God, you have stomach cancer. And I got to take you to the hospital. All right. uh, you know, but, but I know he probably just has to fart or whatever, but <laughs> I, I have to
1: stop myself from going
0: to the extreme. Me too. You place. know
1: why? Because I, I feel everybody, the three of us think, man, we we're so lucky. We've got it so good. When's the shoe gonna drop, dude? Wait, you know, oh I God. think about
0: that all the time. All the time, like it can't be this like, good. Some bad shit's got to happen.
2: I, I think yeah. about. I think about uh, me dying now. I never thought of like I. Ne- I, yeah. I guess I block it out on them. I don't. I don't even think that's a possibility. But I do when I get something fucked up. If I my head's dizzy, all of a sudden I'm like. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do yeah. this right now. I can't die. Because I, I, I fucking lived in fear of my dad dying all the time. And then when it happened, holy shit, it's mm. so
1: upsetting. I remember getting ready for my grandfather's funeral, my mom's dad. And I was watching my dad. I was, I don't know, 13 14 watching my dad get comb his hair and he used to love when he would comb his hair down and he would try to find the right hair to start the part to go <laughs> over to the side. I was fascinated by that as a little kid. And here I am Oliver talking about hair yet again but <laughs> different different part of it. Uh, and he looked at me and he said, "I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about what it's going to be like when I die." Wow. And and I was. And and I and he nailed it. And then cut to him passing away, and I basically had to be the MC of his funeral. Wow, wow. and I don't, I don't know that I ever got a chance really to to mourn that whole thing. But yeah. I, it's funny you just said that because I had written down on my little notes that I made to talk to you about death because I think at some point we all start thinking about it a little bit more. I'm 51, you're 53, Ali's mm-hmm. well, whatever the hell you are, but it, it does 28. But let it, me, does, it does it does <laughs> enter in more than it ever
0: has. Totally, and, and it's. I want to just pick up on Sandler too, because I'm the same way. Like I, I I'm not, uh, I'm afraid of me dying because what the hell will my kids do? If I'm not oh, here, like no. I, I I live with that fear for sure. That is so real. Sorry to interrupt you, Joe. I had to get that out.
1: No, that but, I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. That at some point you start thinking about it. I thought about it as a kid worried about it for my own dad. And now I am the dad worried about it for what it's going to be like for my kids. And you know, I do, freak out about what's on the other side too but that's for
2: mm-hmm. oh man point. yeah i, I actually I, I i don't think about that anymore by the way guys when my father was dying it was three he is like three days before he died and, and i said i said to him i go best golf score 71 right he goes 70 I go, oh, sorry. And so uh, he's like, don't fucking run around and say 71 when I'm dead. That's a fucking...
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> Seven.
2: <laughs> 70, asshole. <yeah, so. laughs> but but I said to... I was sitting there in his hospital room and it was just me and dad and he's sitting, he's very uncomfortable because of the cancer and all that. And then I said, so do you, uh, do you think that... Uh, uh, and he goes, what? I said, do you think maybe... Uh, he goes, that there's an afterlife. And I go yeah and he goes how the fuck should i know and i and I go oh, sorry <laughs> yeah, sorry and then he moved on but it was so funny i thought i was gonna get a movie moment of just like oh, right dude, nose, dude. he was just like i'm was, fucking scared yeah. asshole i don't know
0: was was he afraid of
2: dying or or he you know it. he didn't tell us that he I mean, at the very end, I think we had to do the morphine and stuff, and he knew it was coming, and he was just in agony. Mm-hmm. So he didn't talk. He didn't say anything about being scared. He just was like, I love you. I had a good life. I had a good life. Don't feel bad. I had a good He used to say that a lot in the last couple of years. He'd go, and my mother says it to me now. Just, I had a great life. So don't be, don't mm-hmm. lose. They all knew I was, uh, my father knew I was so in love with him, yeah. You can go don't lose your mind. I had a great life. We got yeah. great. Now you do that for your kids and you do that. For That's great. Life. That-
0: do you remember a moment? Do you cuz the I am the grief. I can't even think about my parents dying. I mean it's it's beyond my comprehension, but yeah. was there a moment where you the the sort of the, the the sun came out again? You know what I mean? Like or, yeah. or was there ever was there a time where you're like, oh wait a minute. I wake I woke up and I actually don't feel as bad as yesterday. That-
2: I don't think it was quite like that ever, but you become. I remember being unable to say the word dead. I'd, I'd no. always like the first year or two would be like, he, 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 I couldn't even say it. He passed, you know, he passed or he passed away. or I didn't like saying died. I think like uh, maybe four or five years later i was able to laugh about him i mean before that for sure but where it was like a guarantee people could say you're dead blah, 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 and i would join in the talking about my father's ups and downs i didn't and then him, him being able to snap on me and, blah, blah, and i would laugh but it it, yeah. it was tender for a long time right no wow. i don't fucking know i i was
1: yeah i was i was the same way i Although being in St. Louis, which is where I still am, I, I would get a story a day on kind of what you said earlier about being at the funeral and hearing stories about your dad that you never knew. And they did it on the radio here in St. Louis. And I was like, my God, he did that, too. And stuff that he didn't come running home and tell everybody about at the dinner table, he just did it because he knew it was the right thing to do. But I remember my dad being in intensive care and he had a trach. Which was kind of the ultimate irony. This guy with this beautiful broadcasting voice couldn't talk. Right. And so he had to mouth it to me. And he said, you know, I hope because I went there every day. I went there every night. And he said, I hope me laying in here. This is all being mouthed to me. So maybe this isn't what he said. (laughs) But this is what I took. (laughs) That when you get to where I am right now, it's too late. Live your life. I was building a house at the time. He said, "Build your house, be happy, have fun, don't worry so much because when you're laying here like me, it's too late and what's mm-hmm. it all been for." And mm-hmm. I think about that and I don't want to exaggerate, but I think about that once a month or something. If something comes along, I think about my dad saying that because you're at your probably your most real in some ways when you're about to check out. And and that was basically the last thing he said to me. Uh, uh, and and it was great advice because I, we could all probably use a a slice of that as we you know worry so much yeah. in the day to day stuff.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. My that's that's my dad. I always was when I was in my twenties and just started to get into uh, being a comedian and all that stuff and trying to be good. I was always competitive with other guys too, like a like a psycho. Like someone was doing good, I'd be like, I fucking love, blah blah blah. I could be that. I'm better than that guy. I'm blah blah blah. And my father, I'd watch my dad at home see other comedians, and I'd see him laugh at other comedians. And I'd be like, this guy sucks. Blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, he sucks. He's funny. I'd be like, I'm funny. He'd be like, you're both funny. What are you doing? Why are you so jumpy about everybody else? He's good. So-and-so's good. And uh, he, he used to kind of get on me just like, just it's not a competition. Just enjoy your ride rather than being so fucking threatened by – shit. And, and, uh, I ultimately got to, I got to that. No, no, nope. Maybe one or two things probably bug me now, but right, right. The last 10, 15 years, I was able to enjoy other people being great at shit and go, wow, I can't, I can't do that. That guy's great. Mm-hmm. Or that, that, that actress is great. I could never pull that off and it's so mm-hmm. much better. Whereas in my twenties, I was like, fucking, I gotta get great. I gotta be this and that. And my, my father, hey, and when my father was dying at the hospital, I did fifty first dates uh, movie. He
0: got sick. I was with you, Oliver, in Hawaii. I know. I was. I was at the hotel with you oh, when you had to leave. I, I remember. I know, man, I yeah. got the call
2: with, with yeah. Oliver, and it was death. Yeah. And yeah. and, uh, and uh, I man, you ju- we just got there that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Exactly. But, exactly. But
2: my dad, when I was at the hospital, uh, Joe, like you were saying, with your dad, the trick. My 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 father was in bed. And I kept getting um, footage of of uh, edits of 51st uh, uh, Dates. And and I would watch it and I'd laugh and I'd go, ah, that's good. And my father would be, look at that. They can do it without you. They can go, why don't you go live your life a little more? And stop, stop, because I was always in the editing room and always blah, blah, blah. And he'd go, they can do it without you, man. You don't have to be so on top of everything. Go have a good time a little more. you always fucking stressed out over all this stuff. And he lightened me up a little bit about not being so jumpy about every aspect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did he, I I know he was your biggest fan and I know you always wanted his approval, but did he get the early stuff? Like it was, it was so quirky. Like you, when you popped up at least in, in my world, it was so different and it was so, you know, like whether it was the stud boy or whatever you were doing, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was just it was it was a different slant on it. So it wasn't like somebody standing up telling, you know, so, like. so the, que- the question is, was your dad ever like,
0: what the fuck are you doing? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he did that more than he loved everything that a baby. That was great. You were terrific. Uh, yeah. He taped everything I did. But when I would dis- discuss wanting to get better, he'd be like, eh, man, you know, why don't you try uh, being more yourself up there? Or, or he would give me little things uh, like that. But uh, he did think everything I did was funny. I, like, when
0: did, I And he supported you from the, from the get, from the very, uh, very from, beginning. Like,
2: I, I didn't bring him to everything. Cause I would choke when he was there. I'd be so nervous. Ah, and I yeah. cursed a lot. And I felt like an asshole cursing and, t- and, talking about certain things in front of my dad. So I, I, uh, I, I, even Saturday night live, I knew when my dad was there, I would choke get nervous that he was there, that my father, my father realized that. And he'd be like, we don't have to come in. Just go do your thing. I'll come in on Sunday after the show. We'll have (laughs) it. we'll hang out uh, Sunday and Monday. He'd be like, Mm. that's your job. Go do your thing. Don't, don't, don't worry about uh, us. And, and he also, my mother never saw me do stand up because I curse so much. Mm. that my father would be like, "Judy, you don't want to see this. You don't want." To see this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but his but he I feel like his his advice for you, be more yourself. I feel like that's your appeal. Like I was with my 80-year-old mom today uh-huh. and I said, "Oh, I'm I'm going home. I'm I I get to we get to interview Adam Sandler on the podcast." She's like, "Oh, I love him." That's and, and I, I just I feel like you're appealing to every demographic because you just you you come off so genuine. Like, I don't see I don't see a lot of uh, a lot of act. I just see a guy who looks like he's being himself, having fun, smiling. And I, I don't know. It's yeah. it's that's a hard thing to accomplish.
2: Thank you. And I, and I got I got to a place where I was comfortable being more like who I am. I mean, I can't guarantee if you were in my house, you would see three or four different moods. That you'd be like, "Fucking Adam Sandler's insane, man!" I didn't know he, <laughs> but but I, I keep that away most of the time. But yeah, when I first did stand up, I was so scared out there that I would jump into like I saw Bobcat Goldthwait and, and Kinnison and Dice and all that stuff, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta create some sort of persona, Stephen Wright," you know. Like, I was like, let me fucking just do some weird thing, because then I'll feel less nervous or I'll have some wave to catch that way. And then uh, ultimately, I don't know, I just got older and calmed down and able to talk like myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, your stuff now is as as authentic as it's probably ever been, your stand-up stuff. Uh, right? Yeah, I, mean, I feel,
2: feel better with it now.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah funny funny i remember uh,
2: you too when i first started doing stand-up again oliver came to aspen to see me at that yeah club, And i was just starting to get going again and it, it wasn't great it, it was just starting to get confident again it's fun yeah. i love it again and now i had some giant tour coming before the yeah. pandemic, and I, man, i remember when when it was happening a couple of months ago i had i had maybe Fourteen dates set up, and all these nice big joints, and uh, and I kept saying like a week or two before, I was going, this this thing, man, I don't know if this is good. Well, we uh, we can make sure that no one touches you. And I was mm-hmm. like, no one touches me. All right, we'll do that. And then I started going, but I'm asking these fucking people to to sit next to each other, but they can't touch me. <laughs> they're like, you know, you know, it's not that bad. And then finally, I was just like, I think we've got to pull the plug on this. This yeah. is getting scary shit."
0: Where Where is your fear factor with all this now? Like, where, where, are, you, where are you with that? I, you know?
2: Finally, I'm a little less banant, Okay, But I was so scared. Uh, when this was going on, so scared for family, so scared. Mm-hmm. My, you know, I have family members that have uh, shit that they always say, "Well, if you have this, it's a problem." Mm-hmm. So, and I got family members with that, so I was fucking nervous wreck over it. But uh, it took me a while. Like, like when I go uh, into a grocery store or a CVS or something, I, I, I I'm maybe five percent scared now but yeah, yeah I was I was like well, what the fuck are we eating right now for man let's skip eating today I don't want Oh yeah right
0: yeah oh yeah I had I had anxi- anxiety like I thought I had coronavirus at least 6 times a day I'm like oh, oh I've got it I must have it I yes. mean it's just my my mind just spun me out you know uh-huh.
2: totally 100% I, I yeah I I how about you Joe You were you nutty like that
1: yeah yeah i am and then with the with the little boys here the two-year-olds i i was worried even though they said it didn't affect kids you know you're always worried about being the exception yeah. to the rule of course and yeah i heard one kid.
2: i read in the paper like uh you know one kid got sick and, and didn't make it and i was mm. like well fucking it's kids too what are we talking about you know yeah. it's like the percentage was where i was still like scared shitless i did not and, and how you g-
1: went to when you went to CVS today? Did you wear a mask?
2: Yes, I wear I wore the, a mask and I wear gloves. I feel for some reason, <laughs> fucking gloves are all relax.
1: If I'm you, that's like the silver lining in this whole thing. Like if 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 we weren't in a pandemic, yeah. And you went to CVS wearing a mask, you'd be an asshole. But now we're in a pandemic, and you can go to CVS, wear a mask, nobody knows it's you, and you can go get you know oh, they'll know uh, they still they painting. still know
0: they still today, know
1: today the mask and the
2: sunglasses and the hat covered me up enough that uh i was like oh shit i am just a normal person i'm not getting any treatment at all <laughs> and so i said that uh they were these they were, i got there early and these three uh pharmacists were setting up in the back and shooting the shit and ignoring me and i said and i'm looking for baby oil for the uh band-aid and so I go ladies uh anybody know where the baby oil is or something and I get hit with silence and I was like oh shit dude, there's no Adam Sandler factor going on <laughs> so I a little louder I go anybody know the baby oil where the baby oil is and maybe some Vaseline uh, and uh, and then one lady goes aisle 14 so I go all right I go to 14 I'm looking around for Vaseline I'm like and I always anytime someone says an aisle I still can't fucking find it for a half hour so I said, right. What part of 14 Right. <laughs> of- know, it's so me, and then I go, "Hey, ladies, give me a second over here." And they all look up, and I said, like, "Oh shit, maybe I'm being a little uh, too nuts." I go, "Just up up some vaseline. Can you point me? At? It's over there, sir." I go, oh, okay. And so they didn't know. They didn't know it was that Boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it! I wanted to say. I wanted you to say you like started humming like the Hanukkah song or something <laughs> I like. Should. Don't go anywhere.
0: We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues.
2: You working out at all, dude? Yes, but eating, eating so much. Didn't I send you that thing I was doing?
0: Yeah, I love that thing, by the Did way. Did you do it at all? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 great i mean it's good it's really good it is
2: i i did it i just can't stop eating i'm supposed to
0: do it. are you did you do the hundreds you get up to 200 push-ups I got you up like to actually make good.
2: it i didn't get up to 200 push-ups but i got up yeah. to where i was doing uh, yeah. push-ups i was getting like 37 30 in a row yeah i got it where wow. at the end of it i was getting to like a uh, 150 push-ups. yeah yeah it's great but if, it's I, I, I don't go all the way down man because i'm always afraid i'm gonna rip something so I kind of yeah. cheat a little bit the whole time. You?
0: And then you're just you're just eating everything. I can't
2: fucking stop eating. It's terrible. I looked <laughs> disgusting. I had my shirt off today uh, for most of the morning because I, I was too lazy to get to fucking go upstairs and put a shirt on. And before, yeah. I look fucking terrible. Terrible. My kids are like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what happened? My kids, bring, my kids bring up the Zohan. They go, you know the. Remember the Zohan? What you look like in the
0: Zohan? I'm like, yeah. Oh. You should
2: do that again.
0: Uh, yeah. Like, oh oh so yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Rio, same thing. She goes, You're you have such a big belly. Like, uh-huh. when are you gonna get like abs? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm not. That, it's not gonna happen. You know? But Zohan, you are that you were fit, dude. I was for
2: about you, five months. You, I
1: had it going. Were you, you miserable? You, oh yeah. I mean, I I know it looks good, but were yeah. weren't you just miserable? I was. I don't know what it
2: got me. It wasn't my wife will fool around with me either way. So I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I,
1: I, But that's a real thing. Like I have a younger wife who was a Broncos cheerleader who is perfectly fit and I'm like this fifty-one year old balding hair plug <laughs> in my mind, fat guy. And I walk her <laughs> that's all I think about every time. I, I like want to shower with my shirt on when she's in the bathroom.
2: Yo, <laughs> no, man, I fucking swim in the ocean with a shirt on. I, I, I. When I'm in a wetsuit, it is fucking horrific. Nothing, nothing to cover. I got my fucking fat gut. My ass looks insane. My fucking bulge isn't big enough to enjoy. It.
0: Right, it's the only thing that's not big is the bulge, and that's what's—that's <laughs> the only place I
2: stuffed I put my t-shirt. On, put it in there in a wetsuit.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, that's a real thing, though. You don't care. You don't care about anything, Oliver. But I—I I think about that all the time. I'm like, she's gonna look at me and go, I—I I look at her and I'm—I'm I'm inspired. She looks at me, she's but like what did I do? Yeah, she she knew what she was getting, though.
2: Not as it progresses into worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She, yeah you know, you, you're, you look good for 50. I mean, yeah, come for, on. For
2: you. 53. I always say, not yeah. bad for 53. And then I see all the 53-year-old guys look fucking great. I'm like, that guy's fucking psychotic
0: yeah but you're also having a way better life in terms of just not worrying about what you're eating and dieting and working out every second of the day those dudes are are maniacal when it comes to that stuff you know that's a lifestyle that i'm i don't want to sign up for anyway honestly you know i know
2: know? when 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 i read a script and it says that the guy's
0: (laughs) shirt off or some shirt
2: off or he's in shape so he can i'm like Oh, man, this is just a, just a, it really does kill you for five six months. You got to change your body.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Spade had his shirt off in the wrong Missy. I was very proud of him for that.
2: Spade has a has like he it doesn't matter. He's got just a little gentle, he,
1: a little.
0: Well, he's a little boy body. No
1: matter I was, how old that's he exactly is. Exactly. He's got like a little boy body. Yeah. He's yeah. Got, and
2: I wish I had that. He's got collarbones that still stick out and
1: stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 totally but i did notice that i was watching with my wife and that movie is funny front to back like there there's no there's no gaps in that movie that's
2: great man yeah it's pretty pretty I, damn uh the lore
1: and i know it's been successful but it should be successful because yes. it's really really good that's
2: good my my uh you know jackie's in it and my and my i got family members that i got my nephew my brother-in-law and my fucking nephew directed it it's
0: Oh yeah, dude. When we watched it, it was just like, you know, it's going to like a Sandler family reunion, <laughs> like on screen. It
2: was it's great. They all, they're all happy. And it is funny. And I'm very happy for Spade. I love when, when he is, yeah. he's excited. He's just very
1: excited. I, I talked to him for me. And what do I know? And I said only a narcissist would text this to somebody, but because I'm sure he couldn't care less what I have to say about it. But there was like there was a depth to that, and it was a moving, kind of restrained. You yeah. know, he was the straight guy, yes, in, in this, and I was like, man, this is really you. You leave that movie really loving him. Yes, you love
2: him for for knowing how great that girl is and how excited,
1: fun. Yeah, that he came around on her. She's unbelievable. I I mean, whoever found wow. Uh, she, I did a movie
2: with her she was in blended and she did one day on blended. And I remember just going, that fucking girl's funny, man. Oh yeah. She's just, she's, really cool. she's just, she's a champ. She's a champ.
0: Yeah. So Adam, would you consider yourself a good father? I would like, if you're looking in the mirror, you're like, I'm a good dad.
2: I think so. I think I, I definitely consider myself a, a good father as they've been growing up. And then last year or so i start going oh man they're getting older i I, I think i gotta uh, like give them the reins a little more not so Mm -hmm. uh so involved and let them make their own decisions but i have a hard time with that because i just always oh you know i give them shit about practicing guitar or piano Mm -hmm. i'm a little fucking nutty with that i gotta calm down but i don't know yeah yeah if you
0: could if you could restrain from anything like what would you do like it's so it's it's a great point actually because as they grow up yeah you almost you're shifting and moving as far as being a dad goes or a parent goes it's you know when they're this age oh yeah i got it and then all of a sudden they're 10 you're like oh shit wait a minute okay now i gotta sort of you know pivot a little bit here you know other. Are there times where you're just like, oh shit, maybe I didn't do that part right?
2: Well, maybe I was so involved that, like, when I would see other dads in situations not be so on it, I'd be like, what the mm-hmm. fuck's he doing? Why is he doing? But then you see those kids are like fending for themselves a little easier, and our kids are very close with us, and uh, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, you can you can get in there, and you're allowed to get in that situation and feel comfortable. You know, we don't have to come in with you. You know, I, I guess you can overdo it too.
0: How do you do, how, what are the similarities that you, you know, like with your dad, how did your dad raised you uh, and sort of the different, the differences. Do you, do you, do you hear your, your, do you hear your father yeah. when you're, when you're talking? I,
2: I get, I get uh, like, I'm probably more, Goofy than my dad ever was, and allow, allowed myself to look look goofy. But uh, my father was always kind of strong and cool, and uh, just like steady. And my kids mm-hmm. see me uh, a little up and down more. And uh, I think I don't know. I do a lot of stuff. You, you know what? I I got in there without without. I don't ever never done a physical thing ever. Never will do a physical thing. Yeah. But I I can definitely bring the. The fear, the heat, I can bring yeah. the heat, and where they just go, oh shit, we, we better listen right now because he's, he's 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 he
1: mean. well. You better, I mean, you ex- better. That's, or that's, that's you're exactly
0: gonna, me. It's good good luck. exactly me. Right. right. I, I would never touch my kids, but I can bring the heat for sure. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. so, and
2: I, I and I feel like shit after I bring it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. but the, on rare occasions, I just I go, they gotta fucking know this one. It's yeah. crazy that they don't know this this thing about the word or this rule or how disrespectful that was or you right. know I just go what the fuck you know you know I get in there I don't curse on occasion. and right. they do hear me curse and I have cursed yeah. angry before and I feel like an asshole yeah. when I do that but but yeah. uh but I I have I have even the different voice
0: Yeah Joe just brought the heat on his on his twins when they were coloring themselves with markers What what
1: No, I brought the heat on my wife.
0: You brought the heat on them, though, as well, because they
1: felt your heat. Because the whole, you know, she's rationalizing with a two-year-old as he's coloring on his leg with a marker. I'm like, she's going, no, Blake, we don't color on the leg. We color on the paper. I'm like, okay, I noticed that. Now, Blake, he's still doing it. Blake, we don't color on our leg. We color on the paper. I'm like, God! Take the fucking marker away from him. Let's go. He doesn't know English. He wouldn't. What? Take it. Just say no and pull it out of his hand. He, there's no rationalizing with a two-year-old. That's amazing.
2: Snap and, a and yeah. snapperoo, baby. Uh, this quick. easy to snap on occasion. It does get it done really quick, man.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sometimes it works, but it works. But, it, but it works for different kids. Like Wilder, when I got hot, yeah. uh, he, he was like, Oh shit. With Bodie, my second, when he was two, three, four, he, when I got hot, he just didn't give a shit about it. Uh, I, he was just like, I, you know.
2: right. That's pretty
0: funny. You know? And so I was like, Oh, I guess I can't use the same tactic with Bodie as I did with Wilder. Oh, shit. Yeah. So,
2: so funny. When, when I brought the heat, uh, on my, uh, Sadie, she, she yeah. one time said to me, "Daddy, uh, this is after it happened." She goes, "Just so you know, when you you yell like that, I I don't hear anything you're saying because I'm scared." <laughs> I go, oh, "Oh, okay." She goes, yeah, "Yeah." She goes, "Yeah." Right when you start, your eyes change, and I don't hear anything you, you're saying. And I go, "Oh shit, I I didn't know that." I thought that was, because I kind of amplified. I'm like, you "Listen to me." Yeah. Like that, and I was like, "This is changing the listening." And then to the one of them, was just like. Yeah, I tune out because you're fucking insane right there. That's
0: so funny. I literally just had this moment with Wilder. I did the same thing. It was about some Zoom (laughs) schoolwork. that he wasn't doing and i was giving him not a not a school lesson but a life lesson about being a fucking accountable and responsible and it's not about it's not about the work it's about it's about doing the work it's about effort and pop and i am just getting hot and i am and and he's not looking at me and then i and then i stopped and i just decided to sort of do a social experiment, and said, okay, wait a minute. Did you hear what I said? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And and I said, no, I'm not mad anymore. Now I'm really just trying to figure out what's in your brain. Like, When I get like this, do you actually listen and do you take it in? And he goes, I don't know, like, I mean, some words – Ah! <laughs> Some words, I'm like, oh wow. So you just tune me out when I when I get like yeah, that, yeah, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I
1: get it. <laughs> now, this, just so you know, for history's sake, Adam, we've been on this podcast for a while now. This is the same kid that he told. Listen, I really don't care if you actually read it, but just. Learn how to fake your way around. <laughs> I think reading. there's value in learning
0: how to yeah. get by. Yes, yes, I right. really do.
2: Yes, yes, yes. To know one one sentence of uh, a topic so you can join in a conversation.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: We're and, three, I guarantee you we're three guys who bullshitted their way through
0: Well, this class my, after my class. My point is that is part of education. I said to Wilder, I said, look, I don't care about your grade, really. Yeah. You know, I care about the effort that you put into it. And by the way, if you don't if if you forgot to do your homework, yeah. right? Don't just say, "Oh well, screw it," right? No. Figure it out. And by the way, if that means calling a friend and copying the fucking homework, at least you're trying to figure it out and get it in on time. I would rather have that than a kid who's just like, eh, whatever. I'll just – Yeah, fail. yeah, yeah. Apathetic is
2: tough, man.
0: You- right, right. So I'm not promoting cheating. I got expelled for cheating from high school. Right. But if you if just have the mindset to get it done, try to get it done.
1: Again, on this podcast, I feel the need now to <laughs> say the disclaimer that we are not professionals <laughs> oh, yeah. in raising children, nor do we act as if we are professionals yeah, in yeah. raising children. Uh, please take none of this advice into your own lives. Um, okay, well, Sandman,
0: San like, I don't want to take more of your time, but this was awesome, dude. Me too, like,
2: buddy. I'm happy for you guys. This is a, it, great it, it's a great thing.
0: It show. was so much, so much, so much fun. We ask one question to everyone at the end. Joe, why don't you ask it? Okay.
1: Well, I mean, Oliver kind of touched on it earlier, but if there's one thing that that you kind of took from your dad that that you see now in yourself as a dad to your two girls, you know, what is it that you're glad you took from him and what is it that you took from him that you wish maybe hadn't been passed on?
2: Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Well, I know one thing that I felt about my dad that they feel about me is Uh, I'm always on their side for sure. They feel that no matter what was going wrong with me, if other kids didn't like me all of a sudden, I definitely felt like, well, this guy loves me. And I think my two kids got that for sure. They're like, you know, mommy and daddy, without a doubt, we would do anything for their happiness. Even, even when I act insane, they're like in 30 seconds, he's going to be normal again. Uh, So (laughs) I got that. And my, and, and something I got from my dad too, that fucking uh, hot moment of going bananas, I let it go pretty quick too. Pretty good. Mm. My father was always like that. I'd be like, "Holy shit, he's on a fucking tear right now," and then a minute later, he'd be laughing, being like, you "See how quick you ran?" You know that kind of stuff. I'd be like, right. I and mean, it'd be turning it into a joke. <laughs> so I, yeah. I got that and shit. And I don't know what I. I, I don't think I took anything from him. That, uh, that I shouldn't have taken. One, one thing I wish I got was he was a little more patient than me. Patient mm. with me. I get a little, with teaching and shit, I definitely, I'm just like, let's go. What are we not? I told you, you gotta do this, this, and this. Like with the guitar and stuff, I'm just like, I told you, the pinky. Use the pinky. What are you using the third finger for? I said it four times already. And I said, my kid, like, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I'm the same way. I'm the same fucking way. It's, it's so the crazy. War. I,
1: I coached my kids in basketball, both girls in basketball, and they were like, why do you only yell at me, Dad? I'm like, because I will get arrested if I yell at <laughs> any one of your teammates. You are you belong to me. So I'm lighting you up so that the other kids see what you're supposed to be doing. No, But that's. Yeah. I'm The same way. I'm like, it's three times two. You know,
0: you know what three times two is? I don't get it. Just say it. Uh say it. Say right. it.
1: There yeah, you're you're Kinnison and uh, back uh, to school. Uh, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Have it, have it 3 times 2 and you see a delay and just like, well you got to know that.
0: One. It's uh, you got to know totally. that one. We don't know that one? Totally. <laughs> <It's> totally. <out>. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh god. I just want him, I just want all to not go to school. Like I can't even deal with the stress that I'm feeling with with all school shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, hey, um, I
1: just want to say one thing before Oliver says goodbye cuz you guys are long friends, but the one thing that comes through Adam in everything, not just the authenticity and who you are on screen or whether it's big screen, little screen, but but the word loyal. I every every, every bit of research we have on you and when they go to quotes from anybody that's been in your life, the word loyal comes out. And and now knowing your story, I feel like that comes from your mom and dad and that comes from the sense of family and you have this sense of family and good for you especially in the city where you are in the business that you're in loyalty is uh i would imagine a rare commodity so it's it's been a pleasure watching you over these years and i can't thank you enough for for coming on i
2: loved it thank you i love your show guys i'm happy for both of you this is a great great thing i hope everyone comes on and talks to you
0: Thank you, Thank brother. I
2: right, love you guys. All
0: right, I uh, love you, Sam. Right. Man, see you we'll see you later, brother. Thanks, Adam. See you, Joe,
2: thanks, guys.
0: Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windisch. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.